Welcome to the Private Property Podcast, where we provide you with the valuable knowledge and information that you need on anything and everything property related. Whether you're a first time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just looking for some expert advice, we have got you covered. You need to tune in every Tuesday and every Thursday at 7 p.m. for tips, insights, and expert advice on the burning topics related to property. This podcast is, of course, brought to you proudly by privateproperty.co.za. As we do, we have case study videos for you. In today's case study video, we learn about the rent to buy options that are available here in South Africa. So stay tuned for more of that. However, if you missed last week's episode and you're strapped for time, remember that you can now listen to the audio version of the Private Property Podcast on Spotify. So if you're planning a road trip, if you need something to listen to during load shedding, just download the audio version of the Private Property Podcast on Spotify today. You will not get to see this glorious face, but the voice and all of the information you need to know will still be there. That's all the announcements I have for you right now. So without any further ado, let's start today's episode. to stay tuned comment below share the podcast and send us a load of likes as we tackle the issue of renting to buy should we be renting should we be buying who knows someone does know it's the guest that we have in studio who's daniel kazadi but we'll be speaking to him just now back to today's show though joining me in studio is daniel kazadi a young entrepreneur who's been in property since I don't know, I suppose yesterday when he came out of his mother's womb. Daniel is a 22-year-old professional property investor, entrepreneur and speaker. His driving force to achieve success stems from an early personal experience. Due to his father being retrenched, his, fa Due to his, father being retrenched, his parents found themselves and their young family homeless. Daniel's father was a highly educated man possessing a master's degree in mining engineering, but this still couldn't secure him employment. This was the most traumatic experience of Daniel's life, but it did teach him a valuable lesson. The traditional go to school and get a safe, secure job was a fallacy, and only you are responsible for your own life and not your employer. He spent his later teen years shadowing and learning from leading experts in the property sector. At the age of 19, he did his first property deal. This was a buy and flip deal where he used none of his own money and the deal was a massive success. It was an eye-opening experience and validation that property investment was the path that he was going to pursue. He continued his path of learning and studying more creative ways to invest in property like back-to-back -back deals and seller finance. Daniel is a firm believer that with the right amount of guidance and knowledge, anyone can invest and be a massive success in property investing. No one is too old or never too young to start. Success lies beyond all your excuses. Remember to share your thoughts on today's question. Tell us about your rent to buy stories of 2022. Remember to add your comments on our Twitter page and remember to use the hashtag, hashtag the private property podcast and hashtag we learn with private property.
Before we continue our chat with Daniel, our producers have found a very, very interesting TikTok that you will be very, very interested in about five things you definitely need to know about rental deposits in South Africa. Do you want to know the thing that tenants and landlords fight about more than anything else? You guessed it, it's the security deposit. So here are five things you need to know about rental deposits in South Africa so that you can avoid some conflict later. Number one, your landlord has to give you a receipt for your deposit payment, especially if it's in cash. Number two, the Rental Housing Act is very clear as to how your deposit needs to be handled. It needs to be in at least a banking institution in South Africa, and it needs to be earning at least the interest of a savings account. Number three, they're obliged to pay you interest on your deposit. Beware of landlords that sneak in a clause saying they don't have to pay you interest. Number four, they're obliged to give you the balance of your deposit and any interest earned at any time that you ask. And number five, if they haven't done an incoming inspection with you at the commencement of the lease, they might not be able to deduct any deposit. Daniel Kozadi, one of my favorite property gurus back on the Private Property Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's such fun being on this podcast. I absolutely love having you because you always have the best responses to my questions <laughs> with the most animated face. It's like I want to listen to you all of the time. What? Um, I think it's so beard. <laughs> listen. We've yep. just seen this TikTok. It's a very contentious issue all of the time. Landlords not wanting to give back deposits. A lot of the time, I feel like renters don't know what their rights are. So it's yeah. great to have people like this Absolutely, creating yeah. this kind of content to let you know this is like what your rights are. This is yeah. what you can ask for. But I suppose from what you've seen as a property guru, and <laughs> I'm going to call you a property mogul, um, you know, what would be the best way to go about actually as now the renter yeah. trying to make sure that all of these things are met, all of these rules are followed? Definitely. I think the biggest one is understand the lease agreement, the legally binding document that you do sign when you do go into renting a property. Understand each and every single detail because in there has so many details around how your deposit is going to be handled. Just like the, the individual in the video said, you do not want to sign an agreement that forgoes your your right to receive some of the interest on the deposit that you do put in. And a big one is understanding the rental escalation because in that document stipulates how much rent you will be paying if you want to renew. And some some entrepreneurs or some landlords try to be sneaky when they put in a 5% increase, but they try to motivate a 10%. So understanding the lease agreement, I would say is one of the biggest ways to protect yourself as a person renting out a property. I would say, look, the, the issue with that, or not necessarily an issue, is that a lot of people don't really read their contracts properly. Yeah. And I, I think they do that because they're sort of intimidated mm. by all the legally speak that's in contracts, Definitely. legally binding contracts that they end up signing. And then they don't actually know what they've signed at the end of the day. Yeah. So how would you encourage someone? I mean, there's no need to really take your lease agreement to go get looked at by your lawyer friend, yeah. is there? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say there's no need for it. Um, my advice is just sit down with your landlord and all the agents. A good one is a good realtor will actually sit down with you and explain line by line. Mm. So to kind of give you a full breakdown of every little thing you're signing. So you do not need to be a legal expert. And I totally agree with you. It is daunting if mm. you do not understand the jargon around um, the, the, the contracts to understand what you're getting into. But that's where you sit down with your, your realtor, the, the landlord, and just break down every little thing. And the 
big thing I learned is there's never a stupid question. Mm. Always ask as many questions because at the end of the day, this is a legally binding document. And by signing just for the sake of it, if you do breach it, it could have crazy consequences. After the break, I'll be chatting more to Daniel and really just unpacking this conundrum of should we be renting to buy? I'll see you soon. Obviously, 2022, we've all seen flames financially, which we didn't necessarily <laughs> expect. Uh, I'm sure there's another increase, rate increase um, coming through regarding the interest rates, perhaps in the earlier parts of next year as well. Um, I want to talk about renting versus buying, given yes. the current financial climate. I hate using those words, but that's <laughs> the most accurate way yeah. to put it. People don't have money, but is it more prudent right now to be investing in property with what you have or continuing within the rental market and going i'm going to push back for a little while yeah. whatever i would have been paying maybe for a bond i'm going to put away in a savings account and maybe wait until it's the right time having yeah. said that there is no really right, right time. time there's yeah. never a right time right yeah so my mentor taught me um this year i had the same conversation um you just asked where is a buyer's market seller's market what 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 sort of market are we going towards mm. and he said daniel if you're going to play in this market in this industry you need to be trained enough to look past sellers or buyers markets so you need to be able to see whether something makes financial sense or not mm. i'll give an example but going back to your question around renting versus buying the mm. pros and cons in my opinion, there's no right or wrong answer to this. It depends on where you are on your journey, what you're looking for. Um, and I can quickly touch on the, the, the pros and cons to both. Please. So if I had to start with the renting side of things, I'd say big pro. There's two, in my opinion. Uh, the first one being affordability mm. and the second one being flexibility. So I'll start with affordability. Um, generally, it is cheaper to rent rather than it is to buy. And most people say, but Daniel, when, when, when you're renting, um, you're paying off someone else's bond. Yeah. That's totally right. Or when you, when you are buying a property and there is a bond, yes, at least you have an asset. It is yours. Mm. And that's totally right as well. However, it is generally cheaper to rent out because I'll give an example. If you're paying a bond for 8,500 Rand mm. and I'm renting for 7,000 Rand, yes, in layman's term, you can say, Daniel, you can just add an extra 1,500. And, and get a bond. And get that's a bond. Not where it starts and ends. Exactly, it's not. So you have to compare apples with apples. If you look at the affordability side, the cost of entry when you are buying a property, there's things like um, deposits if you need, transfer, transfer duties, costs, yeah. transfer bond registration conveyances, fees, the conveyances. person to come and do the inspection. Exactly. Yeah. And you'd still on a month to month basis, you then pay your bond, you then pay your insurance, you then pay the rates and taxes, you mm. then pay the levies. And especially if you're buying in a body corporate, mm. if you are about to buy, make sure you have the body corporate's monthly statements because the agents might tell you you only pay 500 rand levies however 
they do not tell you that a special levy was introduced where you're paying an extra 1,500 rand to fix the pool, the security. But when you're renting, all you need is a deposit, your rent, your water and electricity. So mm. you see, it's, it, it might be more cheaper and you do not want to put yourself in a position, yes, it is all good to be a title deed bearing individual. I have a house. Right? <laughs> but if you do not be careful, you could be in a position where you enter the property market too early, too soon, not ready, and it wipes you out completely. You get blacklisted. Banks don't want to touch you mm. um, because you, you jumped in too quickly. Yeah. Again, there is a flip side of things where there is also consorenting, like um, a big one. A lot of individuals are renting out the property and the owner decides to sell their property. Like, what is your right as a, as a tenant in that case? Absolutely. Um, there's a good law that came out. I just forget the term, but in essence, is it is lease takes precedence over sales. Uh, so if you are in that, in that place, if you find yourself there as a tenant, just remember that you have the legal right as a tenant to see out your contract. Whether a sale happens or not, whether he sells a property. They must wait until your lease exactly. ends before they can move in with all of their stuff. Exactly. Do not get bullied because you do not want to be in a position where you are renting, you do not know your rights, and your your landlord says, hey, um, I'm actually selling it, and you have to leave next month. Yeah. You just say, no, this is a legally binding document, the lease agreement that we signed, and it states my lease ends in this month. So in this month, when I'm ready, I will move. Another con to renting is you might be creative. And I've seen some of my creative tenants. Yeah. Um, they tell me, Daniel, I want to paint my, my, my room I pink. I want to make a mural, what? Daniel. <laughs> I want wallpaper. Come on. And I'm thinking, my goodness, I the cost. I want to on the walls. Exactly, Come on. right? So you you always have to ask for for permission <laughs> with these things. You can't decide to wake up and paint the, someone's house yeah. pink if they do not want to do it. And yeah, that's some of the cons. But when there's renting, a big when there's sorry ownership when mm. you're actually buying, yes, it, it are pros and cons. A big pro for me is I remember when my parents bought the first property actually seeing my mom go from room to room praying the joy it felt yeah. it's almost a sense of ownership and achievement it is. we own our own property it contributes to our net asset value that's a big big win seeing families young professionals buy the first property it is their home however there might not be flexibility especially if you're young if you are young new to the city and you're not you're not sure where's the best areas if you are mm. buying a property and this is a mistake i did i bought a property in an area and geez the area just went downhill crime went up could that have been predicted in any way geez um you it's hard to predict no i, I mean because you're framing it as a mistake that you yeah, made that i Having made yeah. said that it's not as if you had a time capsule or a crystal ball that could look <laughs> into the future and tell you oh crime's going up in this yeah. area in t minus X amount. So it, it it's not easy to predict, but there mm. are steps you can take to ensure that you are making the best decision. And mistake I did, and a mistake a lot of people do when they're buying properties, is it's an emotional attachment. Uh, you, you're going to fall in love with the tiling, the paint, and you do not look at the region plans. You do not talk to town planners. What what sort of developments are we expecting? Is there going to be a shopping center there? Mm. Is there going to be this there? Noise. Is noise, right? And if you are buying a property and you're not sure 
that you're going to remain in the city. You're not sure that you're going to be there. Buying a property is almost a commitment you're making that you're going to be there for long term. And it is difficult to get out of it. It's difficult to sell the property if the market's just going downhill. Because you won't get your full money's worth. Exactly. And mm. you and ideally, you'd want to hold on to at least get back your deposit yeah. or any amount of money spent on it. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of pros and cons. But before you make the decision, um, do not be driven by sentiments. Do not um, want to be a, a title did hand. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, there's so much to this, but yeah, it's interesting, eh? It it, it really, really is. So I'm I'm still not hearing what you're saying though. Which one is which one is better? <laughs> We're going into 2023. I'm asking you a direct question. Direct question. Should I be renting or buying? Again? Um, no, give me no. <laughs> no, no PR. No, no PR. Give me a direct answer okay. to my question. So this is the direct answer. Thank you. Number one understand where interest rates are going <laughs> and if you're fi financially <laughs> able to i'll say buy if you're financial financially able to uh -huh. buy if not there's nothing wrong with renting what are your predictions for 2023 other than buying me a house um yeah so buying saves a house um <laughs> second would be <laughs> in increasing um interest rates i think so would just be make sure you've got that cushion definitely let's not ignore the elephant in the room the yeah. interest rates are climbing they're going to continue to climb don't price yourself out of the thing cushion don't. yourself yeah cushion yourself hey do not be led by emotions would be a big one so a big thing when interest rates did drop during the, the heavy lockdown was just for the circulation of money hey? um that's why it did drop now we're getting to a point and just just interesting fact i read is before covid when we were about 11 percent, they mm -hmm. actually planned an increase so because of lockdown they actually like decreased they put interest it off. rates they, were like, no, oh, they okay. put it off we're going through too much right now yeah so right now we're not even as high as what interest rates could be at and it's actually scary for individuals that entered when we were as low as seven percent mm. um, and they could barely afford it so um for all the first time home buyers coming in the market i'd say yeah run your numbers would be a big one hey run your numbers our producers have found a very very convenient lively very informative tiktok that'll let you know how exactly you can go about renting to buy in south africa Hi to everybody that's new on my page or new to seeing my stories. I'm Anna and I'm a real estate agent for Harcourts. Today I wanted to chat to my property investors, specifically first-time investors. So because of the rising interest rates, we're likely to see a rise in rentals in the upcoming market. And two big things that you want to look out for and do your research on if you are investing in a property, whether it be Airbnb, uh, short-term rentals or long-term residential rentals, you want to look out um, for the location and the vacancy rate. Location for your long-term rentals, um, you want it to be in a decent area, you want it to be close to things like schools and shops and transport. If you're looking at investing in specifically Airbnb type properties, then you're looking to attract international markets and tourists. So you'd want um, touristy kind of places and places that are close to the airport. 
then your vacancy, whether it be long-term or short-term rental, you want a low vacancy rate. So do your research, chat to the agent um, or whoever's selling the property and um, just find out what kind of occupancy it's having at any given time. Uh, remember the different seasons if you're doing Airbnb. You will have a peak season and a low season, so just always take that into consideration as well. Daniel, I actually found that video so interesting because it's quite rare that we talk about actual occupancy, yeah. which is a big thing, you know, if you're trying to invest, especially for the reasons of making money and earning, mm. you know, some kind of income from your rental property. I, I don't know, you know, you'll look at a property, you, oh, these are nice finishes. Oh, I love these tiles. Oh, it's in a good area. Yeah. Maybe I'll get students to be able to stay in here. Suddenly your property is going vacant for long Jeez. periods of time. Yeah. And, you know, you think it's something that's completely out of your control. Whereas, is there a way to control the kind of vacancy or occupation you can have on your rental property? Definitely. There are factors you that play a huge part to why your property might be um, vacant and that's the importance of understanding how to do your due diligence out what I mean is before you even go buy a property understand what's the demand in the area if if you want to do student accommodation it makes no sense for you to buy property that is thousands of kilometers away from the university and if it is a student accommodation what sort of thing do do students like is do they like to share or do they like their own space mm. if they do like their own space how much rent can you command for it what are your competitors in the market doing and one thing i have learned on this journey is you in competition as landlords you want to understand what your neighbors charging what value they're giving their tenants and that's a good way to control your vacancy rate where yes he's charging five thousand rand but if i fully renovate my property Wi-Fi included adds so much value for five, still 5,000 rand. Mm. Can you see? Yes, it, you are in competition. However, because of the added benefits you give to your units or whatever, you can add so much value where tenants love your property. And you, when, when doing occupation rates, it is important to look at the number of units that are available on certain months. I get traumatized if I want to buy a property in an area and I see 3,000 properties listed mm. for and on private property it's awesome where you can see when it was listed mm. if it was listed three months ago they still do not have a tenant and they're still advertising why is that the case because exactly. people have been there they've looked at it they've yeah. shown interest but they've said no yeah and people are property is such an amazing <laughs> industry but like you said it's so emotional people go into a property they fall in love with the tiles they fall in love with the painting mm. but you kind of have to differentiate. This is not a place for you to live in. If you're going to run a business, understand your end user. It's all about supply and demand. Mm. Understanding, is there demand for that sort of unit, for that sort of product? Or if there isn't, can you create the demand and add more value to the property? And if you are doing that, that's another conversation. Is it worth overcapitalizing? But that's my opinion, huh? Here's the thing. If you're not qualifying for a home loan, FLISP is maybe not working out for you, then what might work out for you and what could be the solution is renting with the option to buy. I've got Daniel Kazadi here and he's going to tell us all about it after we look at this case study. 
Hi guys, so I will just share my thoughts about uh, rent to buy in property. This process is legal in South Africa, so it's mainly made this one for people who do not afford and do not qualify for a home loan through the banking system. So you do not enter into this type of an agreement then verbally or with just an affidavit or just a lease agreement. Lawyers must be involved so that they can draft a legal document that will protect both the buyer and the seller. Now, the main basic ways to obtain a, a, a home is through the standard renting to own process or an installment sale where you are required to have a deposit and the sale will be registered with the deeds office. And the last one is a rent to own that is financed whereby strict uh, rules of applying for finance will be applied. But you need to do your research, guys. So let's talk about rent to buy. Yes. We see this kind of thing happening often. What would you say the motivating factors are, the main motivating factors behind I mean, it sounds pretty obvious. Like yeah. right now, I cannot afford to buy this property, but I, I really feel as though if I save up enough or if I improve my credit score, if I get pre-approved, I'll get like a better deal later. So I'm going to stay here for now because I mm. really like it and it's really vibey, but I can't afford to buy it right now. Yeah. Um, there, there are a couple of motivating factors to why someone would um, go through a rent to buy. One, one, like you said, where you love the place, but unfortunately you do not have the finances to to buy it so um, you can enter into a contact like the lady on the video said it don't go through word of mouth please don't don't have a gentleman <laughs> agreement and then pay rent a thinking handshake. <laughs> a handshake yeah. right? and pay rent and thinking that every payment goes towards the purchase price mm. make sure it is in writing they are governing acts another reason i've actually seen a lot of people do it is to grow their portfolio. It's an amazing tool that any single South African, any single person mm. can use to grow their portfolio. So it's governed. You, please pardon me. I'm kind of a geek in my own right. I love geeks. It's fine. <laughs> oh, right. She loves geeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's governed under the Alienation of Land Act of mm. 1981, under the Act 68 of 1981, so the, the Alienation of Land Act, which is an act that allows you to buy properties or take over bonds of individuals, right? And the good thing, you do not need the affordability. You do not need to qualify. So how it would work is, let's say there is someone with a bond they're struggling to pay. What this act allows you to do with your attorney, so it's a section 20 contract signed, mm. and you take legally take over the property, um, so you're not registering a new bond, you're taking over the existing bond. Mm. And it's almost like your property and you are liable to pay the bond every month. You are liable to pay the rates and taxes, the levies and everything that comes with it. And it's up to you to, to do your research. Can you put a tenant in there that, that pays and covers all these costs? So that's a good way I've seen youngsters actually grow their property portfolio where they're mm. using this act, not just as a place to live in, but also as a way to go and fast track their journey. You know what? I have so many more questions to ask you, but I think we'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much for joining me on the Private Property Podcast. I look forward to when you come back. Awesome. So, uh, so we can talk about the finishes in my new house that you'll be buying me oh. in 2023. Thank you Perfect. so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Always.